0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we are getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and if you're not already in our Facebook group, make sure you check that out at the end of this episode. We are growing, and this is our awesome place to collaborate, connect, ask questions, talk about the episode, just search for Practicing Human in the Facebook box. Okay. We haven't had much jingle drama lately. Have you noticed that? I'm okay with that. But I do want to share something that a friend sent me that I think you will enjoy. Have a listen. Hey, welcome to this podcast, the place where we practice. I could start a slow clap for that without it sounding awkward over audio. I totally would. BJ Jones, thank you for that. Awesome. Let's get into our episode today. We will start with the bells. When I ring the bells, bring your full focus, your full presence, your full awareness to the sound of the bell from that microsecond that it begins all the way until it dissolves into silence. As always, paying attention as if this were the most important thing in the world right now. Okay, so today's episode is going to build off of yesterday's topic, where we introduced self-compassion. And as you remember, if you listened, we said there were three keys to self-compassion as described by the researcher Kristen Neff. The first is self-kindness, so being able to not get totally caught up in judgment toward ourselves. The second is recognizing a common humanity, where oftentimes when we're frustrated with ourselves, we think we're the only one going through that. So... Uh, broadening that perspective and seeing that everyone's got their hardships and their difficulties and their struggles. And the third one is mindfulness, which is the ability to actually hold everything happening in the present moment without pushing at it, without grasping at it, just seeing it clearly and making space for it. So as we nurture those three pillars, uh, we nurture greater self-compassion in our lives. Now within that conversation yesterday, you'll remember that uh, in the self-kindness piece, I I discuss what a different kind of uh, self-kindness could look like, specifically a a different kind of narrative that you could take to yourself when talking to yourself. And there was something in that that felt uh, particularly powerful and worth elaborating on more deeply. So I gave the example of being on the couch for 12 hours straight with a third bag of potato chips watching Game of Thrones and how in that moment we could easily just like beat ourselves up what's wrong with you like why can't you you've just followed this same pattern over and over and over like you're an idiot right whatever whatever your narrative is and shared how you know, maybe that could look like oh here we are again look the game of thrones the bag of potato chips we've seen ourselves in this pattern like what what's what's going on here like what do we need to do to make a shift and that new narrative the thing that's powerful about it is that it? you're talking to yourself as someone that has potential, as someone that is worthy of respect, as someone that is inherently good. And the reason I wanted to come back to this today is because I did some reflecting after that episode and realized that the big turning point for me in my life around this idea of self-compassion was when... I started relating to myself and talking to myself as someone that had potential, as someone that was inherently good and inherently worthy. And much of that came from my meditation practice, even before I went to Burma. Just learning to sit with myself and be with myself and hold space for all dimensions of my being allowed me to to soften a bit and uh, learn to appreciate myself and befriend myself. Because you can only meditate for so long beating yourself up before you completely drive yourself crazy or get burnt out. the The practice itself really requires that you start to uh, meet all parts of yourself with gentleness and softness. So it happened organically. But what I started to to notice from that is when I would be edgy, right? wake up, and be edgy for for some reason, someday, instead of getting caught up in a, a thought of. Come on, man! Like, what's wrong with you? Be be nicer. Why are you being like this? I would start talking to myself like, "What's going on, Corey? This is not like you. Is something off? Do you need something?" And the first time I recognized it, I was like, "Whoa! This is a very different way of talking to myself than I used to." And it felt so much better. <laughs> it was settling. Uh, I I felt more inspired to make positive change. And I felt like I was my own buddy. <laughs> so I, what I want you to start to think about is when that narrative comes up in your mind, whatever it is, the the not good enough narrative or why can't you get this right narrative or come on, work harder, whatever that is, like, what is the space that that's coming from? What is the deeper belief that you have about yourself that is inspiring that kind of uh, abrasive relationship with yourself. And if you were then to take the perspective and and just try on the belief that you're fundamentally good, that there is potential in you, that you are like trying your best with all the resources you have at hand. If you were to take on that belief, how would you talk to yourself? It might be very different. Instead of berating yourself into submission, you might be collaborating with yourself to grow and nurture who you want to become. And this is where self-compassion or this quality of self-talk can actually become like another superpower for you in moving toward the things you want to move toward. So like that moment where uh, you're reaching for a cookie again, right? The narrative could be, don't do it. Come on. You, you're better than this. You have more discipline than this. Right? There's there's an abrasiveness to that. And it can work. But it often works by by furthering the self-hate we have toward ourselves. Another way we can go about that is by feeling that urge to reach the cookie and then just catching ourselves and go, hey, Corey, like I know you really want that cookie. I know we want it. Of course we want it. But we also have this, this vision of ourselves of who we're trying to become and maybe the person that doesn't need 47 cookies a night, right? And so what, what do we need to do in this moment to, uh, to shift this pattern, right? So now you're, you're collaborating with yourself. You're, you're respecting yourself as someone that doesn't have to go for the cookie, that can do something else. And you're asking yourself, like, what do we need to do right now? that's a a collective pursuit there's teamwork all the parts of you working together rather than trying to like shut down different parts of yourself even the part that has the desire for the cookie that gets welcomed in we go like hey hey you little little desire monster <laughs> what what do you need right now what do you actually need right now and when you can relate to that part the part goes i just i just want a cookie i know you want a cookie but is there any way to satisfy that like what if <laughs> I don't know what if we just took a nap (laughs) sometimes we just have to take a nap when it comes to the cookies Uh, but it might be like what if we just went for a walk maybe maybe this isn't as strong as it feels right now and so you know you'll get to figure out what the new behavior is but the idea is there's something uh, empowering when we make space for all of these parts to communicate with one another and when we're not furthering that self-hate against ourselves life becomes easier. We feel more friendly to ourselves. We feel more comfortable in our own skin. And that does leave space for a lot more energy. It is exhausting to be caught up in self hate. So you can use this strategy in all different contexts in your life before you have to have a difficult conversation with someone and something that you've been putting off instead of the narrative being, come on, just do it. Like you got to eventually do this. You sit down with yourself, you don't even have to sit, stand with yourself, be with yourself, and go, I know this is tough. Like, what do we need to feel okay to move toward this? We know it's important, and we know what it's leading to in terms of, like, the person we're going into. What do we need right now? Whew very different relationship. Now that part that's really scared to maybe have the difficult conversation at least feels seen and at least feels uh, validated and is much more willing to have a conversation back with you and collaborate with you on how to get there rather than it cowering in the corner of your humanness. So explore some of this throughout the day. What is your self-talk like and what would it be like to make that self-talk more collaborative as if you truly believed that you had the potential within yourself and you were worthy and you were fundamentally good. Very different relationship. Okay, that wraps up our episode. Before we go, a couple of things. Reminder, join the Facebook group. Another reminder, if you'd like to leave a review on uh, iTunes, it goes such a long way, would appreciate that. And another thing that I haven't mentioned too much of, my book. So I've written a book. Stop Missing Your Life, How to Be Deeply Present in an Unpresent World. It comes out in about a month and a half. I'm really excited about it. You're going to hear a lot more about it on this podcast. But next week, I'm going to be making a big announcement about it. And uh, you'll want to pre-order the book. So if you're interested, uh, I would love it if you checked it out, pre-ordered stopmissingyourlife.com or you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, pre-order and then keep your receipt. And I'll tell you what you get to do with that next week to get a lot of cool stuff. So uh, let me know if you pre-order, send me a message on Instagram or in the Facebook group. And if you want a bunch of free resources, all you have to do, Text your email address to 631-337-8298 and you'll get guided meditations, book recommendations, app recommendations, uh, really anything to get started on this journey. Text your email to plus1-631-337-8298 and you'll get it all there. All right. Hope you have an awesome day. You know what? Sometimes I say have a day. Today, have an awesome day. Have an awesome day even within the discomfort, the chaos, the overwhelm. We can make all of that our practice, bring it all into presence, connect through it rather than in spite of it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, as always, you guessed it, take care.